morning. Hi. Welcome to Campin' at Your Career. Today's topic is going to be job search burnout. I'm your host, the career coach with the most. Jason Hopper with me today is almost, as always, our super senior director of career financial services, Ms. Allison Harding. Allison, job search burnout is today. Uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, we are live, by the way. I see some people logging on now. Tell us where you're watching from. I'll give you a shout out. And if you have any questions, I am monitoring the chat uh, as well. So, um, so there we go with that. Um, so before we start this topic, one of the things I want to do is see about like what other people think about job search burnout. And so I pulled up a job search burnout Reddit, and here are some of the things that people said. One person said, I try to treat my job search like a full-time job from eight to five. I have to give myself permission to take time off. Someone else says, do something that has nothing to do with job search. The whole process is painful from start to finish. Um, somebody said, I sent out my resume without even reading the job description. After 200 plus applications, I got three interviews. One person said, I go on applying binges on the weekend. One person said, I target jobs with less than 50 applications on LinkedIn. Um, one person said, I have to take a break. And every time that happens, I have an existential crisis. I don't know what I could or should be doing next. So not only is job search burnout a uh, kind of real thing, but people seem to not really know how to deal with it. And then the other thing that I thought was very interesting One of the things that none of those things mentioned, and I read, I read, I read the whole string, guys, on the Reddit. I, I really did. And one thing that was not in there, networking. Right? Like everybody was talking about, you know, applying to jobs and how they're going through their job search and applying to things or not doing anything. But one thing that nobody mentioned anything about in doing the job search was, um. Networking. So it seems like what's happening is a lot of people are just going through the motions and applying for all of the things, but not actually, you know, doing anything besides that. And that's what is wearing everybody out. So um, somebody mentioned job search is a job, and it, it truly is. Um, very painful job, not one that you want to do for the rest of your life, but it is still a job. Um, my feeling about job search to not have burnout is you have to pace yourself. So we've talked about some different things about websites and networking and, and all the above. With all that being said, it's really important that people understand that even at work, we take breaks. We don't work from nine in the morning till six in the evening straight without a little break. And some people in job search will do that. And um, it makes it really challenging for those people because you need those breaks. Um, also, when you're looking on websites, on job sites, they only upload jobs two times a day. Why? Because it's very expensive. It pulls a lot of power from the rest of their 
facility or building or doing other things. And it's very expensive for companies to do that. So they upload jobs probably like two or three o'clock in the morning. So when you wake up, oh, brand new jobs, great, boom, boom, boom. Or, and two or three in the afternoon. So if you're looking at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and expecting to see changes, it's not gonna happen. There aren't any, because no new jobs are being uploaded to that, those sites. Take a couple hours in the morning is my suggestion, and again, it's just my suggestion. Take a couple hours in the morning, go to those different sites, know what you wanna do, and look at the jobs, make sure you're qualified, because the worst thing can happen is when you keep getting rejections. Right. Um, and if you're not qualified, you're gonna keep getting rejections. So make sure that your qualifications match the job description, and then go ahead and apply. Then walk out, go to a networking group, meet a friend for a cup of coffee, go for a run, go for a job, go work out, go make a cake, Go make cookies. Do whatever you want. to Read a book. Do whatever you want to do. But don't spend eight hours a day focused on the job. Come back maybe at three o'clock. Do it again. Look at the jobs. New ones will have been uploaded. You'll be able to see other things. You can also, during that time, start making networking connections on LinkedIn or on other sites where you can try and find out if you know somebody at that company, if you can um, link with someone for that company, all those different things that you can be doing besides just applying, applying, applying. That's well, just my suggestion. Well, yeah, no, I think I think part of uh, what the problem is when, when, when burnout starts to set in is is people don't actually have a, a process in place to, to for their job search. Like you said, couple hours in the morning, couple of hours in the evening. It should not be, well, you know, it, it's not a sprint. It's more of a marathon, right? Like you have to put in the time and put in the work. And just like a marathon, you don't just get up and start it. You have to have a plan. You've got to right. train before, right? And I think like like getting things scheduled, scheduled or taking time out or blocks of time in the day to do yeah. specific tasks makes a big difference. Because otherwise, you're just going, 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 and going. And and that's the other part of that. In fact, one person said, like, I don't do anything, and then I just binge apply for everything on right. the weekends. It's like, that's not really a plan. That's not a good plan. You know? Except I will say, in all honesty, um, and I don't even know where I read this, to be honest, and it was some time ago, that people who apply for jobs on Sunday evenings, because people come in fresh on a Monday, oftentimes we'll get a phone call <clears throat> or a response because people are fresh, they're looking at new things, your resume or your application just went through, it passed through the ATS um, system. system. Um, all those different things. And so um, sometimes it's a good thing on a Sunday evening, go ahead, not at two in the morning, um, <laughs> right, right, because right, those are timestamp. Their voicemails are timestamp. But, but you know, that's a good point. And I tell clients all the time, like, you know, if you're going to make uh, some of those return phone calls, right, like a good time to do it is Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, 
right? Because and you know this, being a recruiter, you know how you know when you come in in the morning, you check your First voicemail, you, you start writing, writing out. It's like if you were the last voicemail that that the recruiter got, you're the first on the line for callback, right? And you're more likely to get that callback because, as you know, as a recruiter, as our days get uh, busier, you know, we, we make a couple calls, things happen, we start doing recruiting, and return calls get, you know, pushed, pushed back farther and farther. Um, and, and so, yeah, doing, making those calls in the, in the evening, you're first on the list for the recruiter the next day, the next day uh, Monday. You are. And um, the other thing, you know, burnout can happen at any time um, during your job search. It's not like after you've been looking for two months or, or three months. I mean, it can be two weeks, and you're like, I'm so fed up with this. I'm not hearing anything from anybody. Creating my resume is really painful and hard. All those steps are important to be able to reach the final goal of getting the job that you want. And um, so it's important that you take all those different steps and do them carefully and do them well. That's why we're here at Jewish Family Service, jfsdallas.org. Um, that's my <laughs> or you can call. You can call 972-437-9950, extension 340. Leave a message. Tell them you need a career coach. We'll get, we'll get back to you. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. Um, do work with people because when you're accountable to someone and with someone, it makes it easier for you. And I don't mean being accountable to a family member or a spouse or a best friend because their advice isn't professional. And so to have that professional help is really, really beneficial to you. And let's say you send out 200 resumes and you don't get any response. There's two things that could be happening and this is gonna cause burnout for you. One, you're not applying for jobs that you're qualified for. Or two, your resume isn't showing that you are qualified and it needs to be rewritten. So um, sometimes we create that burnout ourselves. Um, sometimes it's because of the situation. Sometimes that situation can be improved or changed. Um, and don't, um, so this happened to two of my clients last week. They applied for jobs, they both had interviews, and they were putting all their eggs in that basket. Oh no. I, I'm, I, you know, I, the, the interviews went really, really well. I was really happy with the interviews. Don't do it. Don't put your all, all your eggs in that one basket and not continue to look for other positions and network and find people and apply. Um, it takes the whole village to be able to help you find a job. So. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other, that's the other part of that, which is like, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have good interviews. You're going to have great interviews. You're going to have interviews like, man, me and the manager, we just got along. We were clicking. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel it. And then you don't get the job offer, right? And now you have to start the whole process over. That That is uh, more frustrating, I think, than anything else. And, you know, you stopped. I mean, like, and guys, like, even when you get a job, you should still continue to talk to people and network. Like, like networking is not one of those things that ends once you get once you get employed, I mean, right. you should always be talking to people uh, and not only increasing your network, but growing it as well. Not so much because you're looking for your next opportunity, but just because it is always good to talk and meet with other people. So I agree. You, 
you always have to network. There's, there's no question about that. Um, you also need to realize when you don't get that job offer, because these people, both of them are very qualified for the jobs. Both of them match the job descriptions perfectly. The challenge is that when you apply for a job, any job, and this is everybody, when Jason applied here, when I applied here, when we applied for jobs, when we were recruiters, you have five clones, one, two, three, four, five, five people that look just like you on paper, okay? They have the same skills, you meet all the requirements, your experience looks good, your resume is well written. Those five people are then reviewed or interviewed by a recruiter or a hiring or a, an HR person, someone who is going to look at those resumes and look at, at your application and narrow it down usually to three, okay? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones that got an interview. Maybe you're not. It's not anything you did wrong. It's the way the recruiter or the HR person looked at your resume and looked at your application and said, oh my gosh, they also have this. It's that one little thing that can push you forward, that can move you ahead. If you're one of the lucky three and you get the interview and all three interviews went great, again, it's that one little thing that you said or that you related to or that you showed that you were capable of doing that pushed you further ahead. You didn't lose the job because you didn't do something right. You truly didn't. You, you, you lost that job because somebody said something a little bit different and tweaked it so that they could be the one that was selected. This is what oftentimes causes burnout. I did a great job. I had three interviews. We got the, the recruiter and I, and they can't hire me. We all got along great. I don't know why I wasn't offered that job. And that's when you get into that little bit of shock, anger, resentment. And self-doubt. And self-doubt. Yeah. And a little bit of depression. And a little bit of burnout. And all those things. You know what? You did not lose the job. Someone got, someone else was able to get the job. Because you had five clones, five people that look just like you. Right. Well, I, you know, I tell people all the time, like, like it's just only one person outmarketed you. Right. Right. And then the other part, and this, this is what causes, you know, you're talking about like that self doubt, and you start to look, you know, inward on yourself and start to feel like something is wrong with you, mm -hmm. like you're placing your self worth uh, on the outcome of what happens in your job search, um, which leads to all kinds of additional problems but like like hiring managers make decisions based on many many factors and most have nothing to do with you no with the candidate directly yeah i mean it, it, it you're right uh somebody said something a little bit different that they that they hit on they connected with somebody more they went with somebody that has just a little bit more experience in a specific software they use on the daily um they went with somebody that was uh an internal candidate, right? right, or an employee referred candidate, like you're not going to beat those people out of the job, right, right, right. And, you know, it's just not a, not not normally going to happen. Um, and so then, oh, what happens? You, you start to you start to get that burnout kind of feeling, and and once that happens, well, <laughs> it's wheels off at that point, right, right. right? 
So um, I did want to take a quick second here to say, um, see, we got uh, sorry, Carlo. Sorry, the, the chat's moving pretty fast. Hey, Yolanda. Hi, Kat. Kat says it's a great topic. Yes, I agree. I uh, appreciate you guys watching. Uh, if you have any questions, you can throw them in the chat. I am looking at that. Um, so burnout can come at any time. So burnout can come at any time, but sometimes um, it's not so much burnout as as you start getting a little depressed. So they yeah. sort of go hand in hand, and we need to separate them. And that depression can be caused by by not getting a position. Again, you know, we're saying somebody else did something, tweaked themselves a little differently. But sometimes we place too much emphasis on things that we shouldn't. Uh, and this is my real hot button right now with clients and um, even with myself and even in, in hiring people. Um, you have to love your life every yeah. day. The job search part of it isn't something you're going to love, but it's something that we all have to do. So. <laughs> right. Nobody's like, wait, hey, I got to look for a new job. Yeah. But with that being said, when you're looking for a new job, I think there's a number of different things you need to look at, and it's the job description. Am I going to be happy there? Am I going to have a work-life balance? Am I going to be able to make friends? Because your work family is really, you're with them probably more than you're with your, your own family. Monday through Friday during the week, um, waking hours. And so with all that being said, a lot of people are placing a lot of emphasis on money, okay? Money's important, don't get me wrong. It's part of the process of us being able to live and eat and clothe ourselves and put a roof on our head. But you have to understand that jobs have a certain um, step level, a certain range for their salary. And um, if you can be happy with the salary, and if it can pay your bills, um, and if you think that this is a place where I want to work, this is where I want to be, it's okay to take that job and not get that five or $10,000 salary increase that you were anticipating because you're applying for a new job. Right, and too many people look at um, those the the next job and say, you know what, I'm worth more than that. Probably are, but the job might not be categorized that way. So it's not that you don't have value; it's that it's the way the company categorized that categorized that job. And it's important for people to understand if you can check all the boxes. And for salary, say, you know, the salary's okay. It's going to match what I made before, or, or, or it might be $1,000 less or $1,000 more. Is that $1,000 going to change your life? Probably not. But is your happiest, happiness going to improve your life? Most likely. Well, I, I, I tell people all the time, don't accept the job solely based on salary. Right. Right. I mean, it's like... And you're right. I mean, you need to look at overall things, including culture. Like, like when I, you know, when I was working at the uh, for the state, you know, and I would, I would do the, you know, interview technique presentation, and and how did we talk about salary? And I just, I told it, I would tell everybody straight up. It's like, look, I'm overqualified and underpaid for this position, but I'm here. 
because I love the work. I like the people that I'm working with, right? That's what makes the difference in those things, right? Um, so, I, I, but, but I think you're right. I think, I think that, and you know, I know that some clients struggle with what should be the next bit or big step in the career versus with 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 the with the pay versus what might you know end up making them happy mm -hmm. you know so but i'm not saying take a job where you can't pay your bills either so please don't think that i'm saying oh i can take a ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollar cut because i'm going to be no you still have to be able to pay your bills Put money into retirement, fill your buckets, do what you food. need to do, food, food. Um, but you have to be able to understand that the salary is not the end all. It, it's not going to make you as happy as you think it will. So, talk about burnout, but like, what do you think should happen once you feel like you're starting to reach that point? I think you need to take self care. I think that's the most important thing. Um, and that self-care can be anything you want it to be. It can be, now that it's summer, you know, going to one of the city pools and going for a swim. It can be, you know, again, working out. It can be take, Jason takes long walks. I do. Um, and so it can be any of those things that can help you clear your head. But clearing your head is what you really need to be able to do. You need to be able to not think about the job search for a while, a couple hours, a couple days, whatever it is, to help you get over that hump that says, you know what, I'm ready for this again. Yeah, I, I tell clients all the time, once you start to feel that frustration, like, like you know, because you're right, it's a it's a grind and it can be a beating, right? Like, like two of the three things that, that from, you know, on the Reddit were like, you know, it's, it's painful. It's a painful process and going through the process and just shotgun applying or spray and pray, you know, and on, on applying for things right. and hoping things are going to happen. And then nobody calls. And then you're like, why? And it's like, once you start to feel, that level of frustration because it, it it builds up in you and it continues to to build up in you and you're right you have to clear your head otherwise you're going to explode and you know i tell i tell clients you know look when you start to feel like that you need to take time off like a day a week uh cat alexander's been on the show she took like a month off right <laughs> it worked out well for her because things started happening afterwards but and i don't recommend you take a month off that was just cat <laughs> cat i love you to death it was the right decision for you but um but you know like you got to take that time off i know she was going to respond oh <laughs> uh, cat just says frustration that frustration is real <laughs> yes it is, it is cat like it is and i and like like and you, you said at the beginning like we don't work complete like throughout the day right we take time like i go walk around this building two or three times just to clear my head and also too just for me i think better when i'm moving right and like so you know plus i get a couple few extra steps in before i go on my actual walk later in the afternoon but <laughs> but it's good it's or you know if i have a moment i'll come and come down and hang out in your office and just talk about clients or the other weekend or whatever 
God only knows what topic is going to come out of my <laughs> mouth at any given day. Any given day. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, take a break. Like, just stop doing all the things. Um, spend time with your family or, like you said, bake a cake, go for a walk, go, just go swimming. Like, like the job boards, LinkedIn, the networking groups, they're all going to be there when you get back. They're not going anywhere. So the other thing, um, sometimes part of that, you know, your, your burnout's going to be caused from a number of different things. You're not getting the responses that you want or the way you want them or from the people or the companies that you want. Uh, you've been doing this for three months and nothing's moving yet. And then you hear about all these jobs out there. Yeah. All these openings, all these positions that can't get filled. And you think, why in the state of Texas are there 937,000 open positions and I can't get a job? Okay. So when you think about all those different things, you, you have to try and visualize that half of those jobs aren't in your sector, okay? Half of those jobs are going to be working for restaurants or hotels or positions that you're not qualified for, whether over or under qualified, whatever it is. Another one third of those positions might be in tech. And if you're not an IT person, those jobs aren't for you. So. The job you're looking for has a finite amount of positions. It just does. What you can do to get out of that slump you're in, because you're not being looked at for the, some of those positions, is to get outside of your box that we put, we all put ourselves in this box. Yeah. This is my box. This is what I can do. This is what I'm trained for. So therefore I have to stay in it. Wrong, no. Your box can grow, okay? Look for other types of positions. Talk to your coach, whomever it is, here or anywhere, and say, listen, I'm interested in being able to do this. I believe I have all the skills. How can I um, design my resume and write my resume to showcase what I can do in this other position? Open yourself wide to be able to do whatever it is that you believe and have the skills for and be successful and happy in to be able to do. Yeah, I think it, I think just having that open mind and thinking about different possibilities can really push you forward and into something different. Like I had a client, like she, her pretty much her entire career was like in insurance. She was like an adjuster or yeah, she was a claims adjuster and she had applied for a position at um, Robert Half to work internally for them doing onboarding. And, and that's what she's doing now. She got employed, right? And she's like, this is so much different than anything I've ever done that I'm really enjoying it, enjoying the people. And I'm like, you might be on a whole new career path now, right? Just because you took a chance and applied to something that you thought was kind of interesting. And here you are, right? I, I, that's actually how I ended up in staffing. Like I, <laughs> I applied to a job that sounded interesting, right? Like, just like I was basically the admin at a staffing agency and then grew into a recruit, being a recruiter. And then that was my career for ever. Um, and you just never know, like, um, you know, where the, that, where your next opportunity is going to come from and, and where you're going to get it and find it is just in talking to people. Right. Like, like, you know, I, <laughs> I had a client the other day and, and she's like, 
and I just have no idea what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm like, great! And she's like, what? Like, you know, and she was in person so she could see me, and she's like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, I'm like, here's what you're going to do. you got to start talking to people, right? And start getting ideas, and like, that might be something that I want to do, and how did you get into that? And then things just kind of go and continue and roll from there. I think, too, like, and you were, you know, you were talking about, like, Allison, like, like all the jobs that are out there, but, like, they might not be in your skill set or what it is that you do. Um, but then the other part of that, and I think this also contributes to, to burnout, is, you know, you're seeing your friends getting employed, family maybe getting employed. Oh, so easy. I just, you know walked in and they hired me and now you're like oh i got skills like why can't somebody hire me and you start comparing yourself to other people which is always a terrible road to go down because you don't know what they did to get there i mean they might tell you and i can almost guarantee most of it was like well i met this guy at this networking thing and he said i should talk to this guy and they got me like it's almost like eight out of ten times it's that it's they networked with somebody and talked to somebody um but when you start to compare yourself and what it is that you're doing with what other people are doing which you don't really know um you, you start again you start getting that not only self-doubt but feeling like you're not good enough and it's not so much that it's just they had a different way of getting to where they needed to go. So um, nobody has ever said the job search is easy. Never, ever, ever. The more you can glide into it and glide out of it to be able to free your headspace up to, to do other things and think of other things. Um, so <clears throat> one of my clients started to do what's called dotting, D-O-T-T-I-N-G. Dotting. Because she was getting so wrapped up in the job search that she was not happy and she wasn't doing anything else but. And, you know, that can really, really hurt your, your family life, yourself, both physically and mentally. And so dotting is when you take rocks, you find big rocks, just don't buy them, just go out and find them. And um, at Michael's, they've got all these different pens and, and pieces of equipment and inexpensive paint. And you make designs on, on rocks. Okay. And then you just spray them. You can put them outside. You can have them in. You can do anything you want. You can try it out afterwards. You can paint over it and do it again. But the thing is, is in her, for her, it relieved her because she was doing a craft that she could see an endpoint to. Right. And that she was successful at easily. And in being able to do that, she was capable of distancing herself from the job search and being able to look at it as brand new, you know, each time she came back to it. That's and it awesome. helped. That's yeah. good. Guys, please don't throw your dotting rocks at the recruiters. Well, some of them. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Yolanda said uh, one of the ways to avoid burnout is to control your attitude 
and Jim Harrison is a thief of joy. That is absolutely correct. You know, the only thing that oh, you can't control. Comparison is the thief of joy. Thanks, Yolanda. Um, yeah, that's the only thing that you can control. Is, well, no, two things you can control. Is one the process? That's that's mainly the thing. Is yeah. you can control the process, and you can't control whether somebody's going to call you back, if you're going to get the interview. Like the only thing you control is the process. The second thing that you can control is the attitude. And you know, we've talked before about having like, you know, like like the the shadow person right. like, that that comes into the interview with you. And as recruiters, we can we can just we we see the shadow person because you have such a bad attitude or a poor attitude because you've been you, you because you're burnt out. You hit the burnout point, right? And you're frustrated, and so now you 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 come into this with already like negativity coming off of you, and nobody's going to hire that person. So. Um... Yeah, that's a really good point. You have to stay positive during this whole process. You really do. Um, you also need to understand or try to understand. You don't need to, but you should always try to, whenever you're applying for a job, um, you're also interviewing that company. Right. And um, sometimes you don't like the company. Sometimes you don't like what they stand for. Sometimes you don't like... 46 other different things, whatever it is. You have to be cautious um, and select the company where you want to be for a long period of time because you don't want to go through this again. To help you do that, and I, I'm a real proponent of this, you need an accountability partner. Like four, five, three, four, before COVID, um, we really pushed having small groups of accountability partners where you'd go for coffee or just come into JFS and, and we would put you in, in a, the uh, JSRC or a small room and you all could meet. Your accountability partner can be your coach, but it's real important to bounce things off of someone who is going to be impartial and say, you know what, I think that's a great idea. It's, it, I know it's way out there. I think you should try it. Or, you know what, I don't know if you really want to go there. Let's try that. Let's let's brainstorm this and figure out what's going to help you move forward and advance. Right. And so they're not going to say no to you ever. What they're going to say is, let's take a real deep dive into this and let's look at it. And is it something you want to do? And if it really truly is something you want to do, go for it. But having those accountability partners, having those people to talk to, having that um, go-to place is real important to everybody. Right. I, I agree. You know, it was, it was interesting and kind of, kind of fun, uh, you know, cause so I, I came on board and I got, I inherited, uh, Marlene's clients. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, and guys, just so you know, we're very big on confidentiality. We're not going to talk to one client about another unless the client is like, like Kat. Kat is here. She came on the show. Kat, Kat tells everybody, oh, yeah, Jason's my Like, like, unless you're like that, like, because, because. But we're still not going to talk about the confidential stuff. Let's talk about when you're the four right. in the room. Right. But what was it? I wanted to get or, that. Yeah. Or like, you know, oh, that's my client. And, you know, right. But what was so kind of fun is like, I was, <laughs> I, I would talk to the client, to Marlene's clients, they're not my clients, 
And I, I was like, oh, and so, you know, uh, I was just talking to a client and I, I said that this, this, this might work, but they were in this particular field. And they were like, oh, was that, like they all knew each other. It was like, the, I'm like, how do you know? It's like, oh, we met at the networking thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I gotcha. And it, it's like, like, it's like all of her clients, they all knew each other. And it was like, it, it was kind of cool, right? But, um, you know, we were talking about accountability. Like, I, I have a client and, and she was like, I'm not accountable to anybody, right? And I'm like, whoa. You are. You're accountable to me. Everybody is ultimately at the end. All clients are accountable to me at the end of the day. You either you got to do the work, or we're going to have a different conversation. But it's like, well, would it help if you sent me a report, right? Every, every uh, and I've got two clients. They're like, yeah, I think that would be good. One one sends me a report like every day by four thirty, or sometimes later because they're still working, and then one sends me a report like Sunday evening, so I can get it Monday morning to see like what what's been going on um and it's it's i i believe it's working for both of them you know like i and and i call them out like right. like hey where's my report right and they're like oh wow yeah this happened or they hey i took the day off okay cool because again i don't want people burning out right you have to take take that time but like like yeah i mean they they send me reports at their at their uh, due date and it, and something that they know they need to do right. to be accountable. So you also brought up a really good point, networking uh, groups. Um, right. Aren't you start? aren't we starting one up soon again? Yes. House? Yes. When? Uh, soon. <laughs> we haven't. Okay. So guys, networking in person, JFS, it's coming up soonish. Like we haven't, we haven't really like locked down a day. Okay. And then, but it'll be, you'll know, it'll be all over my LinkedIn, right? You know, come on in, come, come see me in person. So and now, the LinkedIn is, um, we lead them here in, in the office for one to one and a half hours. And in being able to do that, we will have outside speakers come in. We'll have a recruiter come in. We had an attorney, a labor attorney come in last, a uh, couple of years ago. You know, all sorts of different people. So that you have those questions that you want to get answered, you don't know where to go. And this is a group that changes all the time. There's a poor number of people who come until they get employed, but it's that way for you to find people other than your coaches to have accountability with. And they're very successful and they're really sort of fun too. Yeah, of course. I, I think like that's one of the um, one of the parts of my job that I like the most is just talking to people and getting to know them and learn learn about them and their story, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody's story is different, you know, where they come from and, and how they got to where they are now and what they need help with. And, mm -hmm. like, it's just fun. Like, like I said, you know, you come in and meet some of, some of my other clients. You know, y'all get together and form a group. In fact, I did have, last year, I had a, a client who wanted to um, form an accountability and I'm like, I don't know that people will go for that, but we'll see. And I, I, you know, said, hey, I didn't mention your name. It's like a client who wants to do an accountability group. Let me know if you want to be a part of it. And that, like four people signed up. Yeah. And they had a small little group that they met with, um, you know, once a, uh, once a week on a Tuesday. And uh, they eventually kind of, people 
got jobs and they sure. broke up, but like. But that's the whole point of it. Right. So yeah. it was successful. Right. And I know for a fact that two of them still keep in touch with each yeah. other. They, you know, they still like check in with each other every now and then. Um, so, I mean, it does work. Um, and I think it's a, it's always a good idea. Um, <laughs> thank you, Kat. Kat says, yes, I can think uh, of other things while I'm doing that. And she said, <laughs> thank you. Everybody should know Jason Hopper is what she said. <laughs> That's funny. And Yolanda said, soon-ish. Yes, soon-ish, Yolanda. It's coming. You can keep coming. I want to I see you in person. I've not met you in person, so you definitely will be here when we get that started. Uh, and it's coming soon. Um, okay. Final thoughts? Burnout. Burnout. It's um, real. Yep. It, it does happen. Um, with that could come some depression, so you have to be very cognizant of it. Um, get up and walk away. Just do something else. Talk to somebody else. Look at something else. Go to the Arboretum. Um, go smell the flowers. Go smell the roses. Go to the Ranger Cave. It's <laughs> hot out there, man. The Ranger Darwin. Or, you know, we, if you're in another are. city, dude, they have $8 seats at baseball games. So, yeah. Um, go to those games. Be able to do some free things. Walk, walk along the beach if you're in Chicago and uh, walk along the shore of the lake. Or if you're in LA and you're inland, go into the desert and look for a beautiful cactus. I mean, there's all sorts of different things you can do. It's, it, yeah, it's, it just take, take time. Just stop the job search for a minute. Um, and also, you know, realize, like, when you st just realize the frustration, and when you start to feel that frustration, stop it and right. take time off. Do something else. Um, Allison, for our fun kind of question for the day, what would you do this weekend, Memorial Day weekend? Well, we um, went to the symphony Saturday night, and uh, my husband is a um, uh, veteran. Um, and so we uh, watched some programs about veterans. And I um, also volunteered at a fundraiser. Um, so I, we were busy. We did a lot of things. Sounds busy. What'd you do? Uh, we went out of town, actually. We um, went to Tulsa uh, with two of our family friends. And uh, Tony's been in school with uh, those kids for. Um, really since first grade, um, one of the, the three of them have been in the same class together and we become friends with their parents. And so we went to Tulsa and we went to, um, it's called the gathering place. It is a very well-known park. It's like a hundred acres. Wow. They have different sections, uh, for kids to play in They're different things. Um, like one was a pirate ship one was a medieval oh, castle cool. one was just like these trees that were branches on, on the ground um they had a splash pad that was a major attraction so we did uh we did that and went to the uh and then the next day sunday we went to the museum and uh i saw a uh picasso they had a picasso they also had a matisse wow. um and and tony it's funny because all, all the other kids, they were like, nah, with the art. But Tony's really into that. Tony's my son. And he was really into like looking at all the different paintings and things. And um, 
That's cool. So it was nice. It was very nice. It was a it was a it was a busy weekend, um, but uh, and then you know, we got back late Sunday night, and yesterday I I did nothing. <laughs> you deserve it. You know, well, it was, you know, it's funny. Like so that that oh, night I went to sleep. Like that's that uh, Sunday night I tried to go to sleep, and I, I couldn't sleep. I woke up like every hour on the hour, and I couldn't quite figure out why. And then like at one point I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't really get any energy. I didn't get any energy out. I was in the car four hours and like we walked around a little bit but like i didn't you know i didn't get get, get that energy out so so yeah it's been a really long walk yesterday and morning and slept perfectly rested Except for you. um next week's cabinet eight year career it's not oh okay you're on vacation i didn't know if we were planning I'm, someone. I'm on vacation. We're not here next week. We're not on vacation together. No. <laughs> but we're both out next week for vacation. So there won't be a cabinet year career next week, but we will be back the week after that um, with more job search things. So tune in then. We'll see you then. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And if you need any help, please don't hesitate to call us at 972 437 9950 extension 3404. Bye, everybody. Bye.